Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. One sleeper, one breakout, and one bust for tight ends in 2022 next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here on the Thursday, August 18th episode with Heath Cummings. We're going to talk about tight ends. He's going to give you one sleeper, one breakout, and one bust for the position in 2022, as I said earlier. But first, we have to start with the, the big question at tight end. The question that we ask every single season, even though I'm pretty sure we know the answer every single season, even if we maybe try to talk ourselves into the answer being different every single season, and that's is there any reason to think tight end will actually be good this year? And what I mean by that is over the past five seasons, I just did a little research. There has not been a single time over the past five seasons when the tight end number seven has been inside of the top 30 wide receivers in terms of scoring. Is there any reason to think that's going to change this year? So basically, will there be more than a handful of tight ends who would be worth rostering if you didn't absolutely have to have a tight end? I think that probably depends on if anybody gets hurt. Because I could absolutely see if Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson, and Dallas Goddard all stayed healthy, and George Kittle and Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts all stayed healthy, that we could have eight that finish in the top 30. Is that good enough? So that sounds like what we usually uh, have at tight end, which is that you can talk yourself into the best case scenario being that there are a handful of decent options at the position and, and maybe a couple of elite ones. But no, I, I think the answer is tight end will probably be roughly as bad as it always is. Um, I think that's the safe assumption. So why don't we look for some players who may not be bad? Why don't you hit me with your favorite tight end sleeper for 2020? I'm going to give you a new one because I've, I've said Cole Komet and Irv Smith and Gerald Everett so many times and I'm, some of them are losing their luster. I'm going to go with Evan Ingram, who was terrible last year. But Doug Peterson's offense targeted tight ends at a 32% rate when he was in Philadelphia. Dan Arnold does not look to be a threat to Evan Ingram at all. And so I think Evan Ingram has got a really good chance to be a top 10 tight end if he stays healthy. Famous last words from a fantasy analyst right there. Evan Ingram has a chance to be a good fantasy option if he stays healthy. No, I, look, I, I agree with you. He's a... Uh, Borderline top 15 in the rankings for me. He's got a big opportunity. We know he's talented. It's, you know, just a question of whether he can consistently put that talent into play. So, you know, th there's an opportunity for sure there, even with the additions that the Jaguars made. What about a breakout candidate? I, I think there's one obvious one. Let's see if you go with him. I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. He should okay, have been not the one I was going to say last year, but just absolutely dominated targets, but they didn't throw the ball enough and he didn't get into the end zone with Jalen Hurts. And so he didn't score as his target share suggests that he should. And even though AJ Brown has shown up and has been phenomenal in camp, it still sounds like there is a large role for Dallas Goddard in this offense. I think Devonta Smith's the ones who's going to be hurt the most by AJ Brown, not Dallas Goddard. I think they're going to go back to throwing almost a, a normal amount, maybe not, Maybe not quite league average, but not um, 
not not one that just stands out as super rush heavy either. So I Dallas Goddard's target share could go down because of AJ Brown, but the number of targets could remain the same. The elite efficiency should remain the same. And I think the touchdowns will bounce back. So Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I was gonna say that the free spot on the bingo card bingo card is Kyle Pitts, who you, you speaking of which you would love in my tight end preview, I actually put Kyle Pitts in the breakouts and the bus section. Yeah, that's, you know, I did that with uh, Gabriel Davis in my Buffalo Bills preview. So I'm with you. I, I like the idea of a player being both a breakout and a bust because Cal Pitts kind of was last year. He was historically productive for a rookie tight end. And he was also disappointing for fantasy. I Mostly because he only had the one touchdown. We've seen Delaney Walker be like a top six tight end with Marcus Mariota. So I don't think the quarterback situation is enough to pull me off of him. But yeah, if you're drafting him in the third round and he puts up 72 catches, 1,050 yards and four touchdowns, that'd be a little disappointing. Yeah, I yep. think there's room for, for Kyle Pitts to be good and to be a bust. Who are you actually picking as your bust? Is it Kyle Pitts? No, I'm going to go with Dawson Knox, who is seemingly yeah. tight end 10 everywhere. And I thought Adam Mays made a good point on our podcast. Like, you know, there's only nine tight ends we actually like. Is it that big a deal if people rank Dawson Knox as tight end 10 or draft him that way? And I guess it's not. If they were drafting him where I have my tight end 10, Cole Komet, and that's at the 12-13 turn. In other words, if I don't get one of the tight ends I think is good, I'm not drafting one before the end of round 12. Dawson Knox going at the 8-9 turn in, in many different leagues and formats. And I just, like I've tweeted about this quite a bit. It It is not possible, I don't believe, for Stefan Diggs to remain a 10-target-a-game guy. Gabriel Davis to be the breakout top 24 wide receiver. Isaiah McKenzie to be the super-duper sleeper. The Bills clearly want to throw to their running backs more than they did in the past. And Dawson Knox is going to take a step forward. He is one of the biggest touchdown regression candidates in all of football, and it, I don't see any path without multiple injuries to him seeing a significant increase in target volume. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you're not the low guy on Dawson Knox because I'll let you know that he is tight end 20 for me. I am completely out on Dawson Knox. Oh, okay. Wow. So you are the low end. So <laughs> Bill's Mafia, direct your hate towards Heath. All right. That's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday with some salary cap draft do's and don'ts. So make sure you tune in. See you later. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.